On this week's episode of Bungalow and the Boss, we're here at the local college park talking about crime, fighting, bunnies, and coyotes that are going to eat your kitties. And your bunnies. And your bunnies. Welcome to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And I'm the cat that climbed up in your engine because it's too cold outside. Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. Brendan, are you reading my mind? <laughs> Why I, did I, I was walking the other day and I saw that happen and I felt bad for the cat. But then I was all like, well, the cat needs to get warm. Turn it on, then you just got to rev your engine and jump up and down a little bit. Make, give, them, give them a fighting chance. They run out, right? Not all the time. That's true. You see those stories where they We're go across this country. We're bringing this down. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got here. Oh, I'm really? from Canada. Yeah, yeah. I climbed <laughs> up in someone's engine, and I ended up in Florida. Here we are tonight in uh, College Park. My neck of the woods. You're ne- you win again, John. That's right. You win again. I love I love recording in College Park because <laughs> I can bike to the places. <laughs> I could have biked too, but I'm lazy. Here on Bungalow of the Butts, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. And tonight we're hanging out at the local bar grill. The local. Yeah, local College Park. If you've never been to the local, we're going to talk to the, the owner here in a second. But if you've never been to the local, it is a local bar it is it's it's all in the name and we haven't ordered yet but we hear the wings are the best and not just orlando in the world (laughs) maybe not the world but definitely central florida we can try but we have some coming and we'll at least be able to tell you in the second half of this show but yeah if you like what you hear you can go to bungalower.com you can listen to I'm sorry. You can read about everything that we talk about here on Bungalow and the like Bus. It's your first time on the radio. I know. John. I know. Jeez. Over on bungalow.com. But let's bring in. Uh, let's bring in Pat Samararo. It's the new owner. That's right. Of the local. He's sitting right here. We're hanging out. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing great. What's up, guys? First of all. Thank you so much for having us tonight, and thank you for being in College Park, because this is my neighborhood, and I get to bike here, which means I get to have maybe an extra beer tonight. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure. <laughs> so, Pat, tell, tell us, you, you've owned this bar for about a year or so. How, how did you end up buying a bar? Well, it's a great question. You know, every guy in the world, I think, at one time or another has said, I want to own a bar, <laughs> and out of everybody I know, I'm the one person dumb enough to actually try it. <laughs> but you've owned it. You've, you've been here for what? About a year and a half. A year and a half. Yep. Haven't <laughs> slept since. Because <laughs> you're working hard, Pat. But the kinks. And we can tell. And we can tell. I mean, it looks totally different in here. But the kinks are out. The kinks are out. You invited us to come and hang out. It's full bar right now. Everybody's hanging out. What, what do you think so far? I think it's a Thursday. We're getting ready for the weekend, and every day of the week we've got something fun going on, and tonight my fun is with you guys. So why, why did you want to buy a bar? You, you, have you, you're from Florida. You're not from Florida. I mean, why buy a bar? Yes, yeah, so I'm – thank you. <laughs> so I'm originally from New England, and buying a bar is just something that's been really on my bucket list. And I've worked in and out of hospitality and entertainment and music and people industries – Basically for my entire life. And Pat, had, you were a radio man at, at Pleasure Island. Something like that. <laughs> and so I just I had this idea that I could do it better. And if I couldn't do it better, I could at least I could at least put my spin on it. And so it's worth trying. Anything that's worth doing is worth trying. And so here we are. I like people that have that feeling of I can do it better and then they follow it up. Right? And then they do it better. And I'll tell you, it feels... We haven't tried everything yet. The beer's cold and it tastes good. 
It feels good in here. We haven't tried the food yet. I'll let you know. But it already seems better. Than we what appreciate it was. you saying that. Yeah, you're doing a great job, Pat. So talk about some of the changes. What are some of the changes that you've put into play? We know you have some events and things. Yeah, well, I mean, first, first we spent an awful lot of money just to get this place up to code so that we could we could be open. That's a that's a true story. And then, you know, really from there, we spent about six months working under the hood, plumbing and cookware and employee manuals and just the kinds of things that guests don't always see but are necessary to do this right. And then from there, we really did a deep dive on all the food. I ate nothing but chicken wings oh. plain for 90 days. That doesn't sound so bad. That looks like, that's like the guy from Papa John's right? eating pizza all the time. Right. For, for 90 days. And we just we worked and worked until I and the rest of the people here felt like we got it right. And then from there, we moved on to burgers. And every month, we kind of worked on the next thing. And our menu looks sort of similar to the menu that I inherited. But everything on here... The ingredients have been revamped. The recipes have been revamped. And and we would put our food really up against anybody's. We're proud so, of that. So, Pat, how, how would you describe the local? I mean, what would you? how do you describe this bar to your friends and, and people that maybe have never been to the local? As fun as your house, but we do the dishes. <laughs> oh. You can move the furniture yourself. You can wear whatever you'd like. What you a- can meet up your old friends. You can meet up with some new ones. But like, I, here's how I would describe it. I feel like this is a bar's bar. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's all these different places in, in Orlando where we can get a beer and something to eat. But I feel like here, uh, like you said, you can kind of just show up however you're dressed. But burgers are what? You know, 10 bucks or something like that. And wings are like five, 10 bucks for, I mean, you don't get that at every place. And beer is not that expensive. Happy hour is awesome. And then you can get an Impossible Burger, which is awesome. Beyond Burger, I'm sorry. Yeah, Beyond and, Burger. Uh, you know, for people that are vegetarian. But I feel like this is just a place you can come out, hang out, have something good to eat. And it is a bar's bar. Tons of parking, too, on street. So super easy to plug in. Uh, you have a DJ night on Thursdays, right? Yeah, We've started a new a new Thursday night. We call it Throwback Thursdays. So it's 80s and 90s music, all vinyl. No laptops, no MP3s, no cheating. I dig it. All vinyl. So what? Say a couple more things you really want people to know about the local. The first Saturday of every month, we have what we call our first Saturday's barbecue. We build an entire kitchen out in the parking lot, and we make from scratch St. Louis ribs. Oh, I love it. Grilled chicken wings. I love it. Uh, beef and veggie skewers. We do gulf shrimp. We can also make burgers and hot dogs and a few other things off the menu. And we have a strictly vegan grill I love that we it. can use to make the Beyond Burger or the potato sides, or we can make you a, a pepper. We can do we can do some stuff that that not everybody is doing. We do that first Saturday of the month. The next one is actually this coming Saturday. Oh, great. One of my favorite things about the local, not not besides it being in my neighborhood and I can ride my bike here, is that you're open late. You're open till 2 in the morning, and I can get food late, too. Yes, that's true. So we're open until midnight on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and then we're open till 2 a.m., the rest of the week. And can I get food till 2 or close to 2? Uh, close to 2, yeah. That's great. And, and that's a hard thing in Orlando sometimes. So I love that I can do that here at the local. Yeah, people don't stop being hungry at midnight. <laughs> Definitely not us. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll put some links into those events definitely on bungalore.com. 
Pat, thank you so much for having us out, man. You were killing it. Oh, thanks so much. And if I can just sneak in, on Sundays, we have Mimosa Madness. Ah. So, great special on Monday. It's our 50-cent wing night. Tuesday is $2 Tuesday. Wednesday is Music and Wine Wednesdays. Thursday is our Throwback Thursday. Friday, we have karaoke. And then Saturday, we kind of keep that open for... Parties and events. Oh, and nice. Maybe Brendan and I can come do some karaoke on Friday night. I would love that. All right, Pat. Well, so, thank you so much. We're awesome. going to eat some food here in a little cool. bit. Cool. You can check us out on Facebook, and I appreciate you guys coming out today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. The local college park. I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll put the link in when we, we share will. the yeah. podcast it's one of my on Bumble where people can find Central it. Florida. I, I, I'm not just saying that I'm because we're here. You're the first person who brought me here. We came here a I couple love years it. ago. It was and a lot different when I used since. to come here like five, six years ago. Oh, yeah. and it's much nicer and cleaner and all but that Sometimes when people say that, they're like, oh, it's not the same. This It still kind of feels the same. It it does. Friendlier. I mean, when I first came here, there it was a lot darker. There yeah. wasn't a wall over here by no. the bar, so it was but, much different. It's way like better now. Career faces, like people who've hung out here before. Oh it's yeah, awesome. Thanks, Pat. Thank you so much, Pat. So, Brendan, what was your week like? Uh, my week was good. A little slow this week. Last week, I had a, a, a video that hit two million views on what? Facebook. So. You know, you know, it was a million last week. Hit another million this week. You're gonna retire now. You got to go out on a high. It doesn't point. work like that. No. <laughs> I, I, you don't get bonuses when videos get hit you, a million. How does that work though? Do you get YouTube's monies? No, they they shake your hand. They say, "Great job, John." But you monetize it at a no. Point. You, well, I work for the government. But I they can't can monetize, monetize it. it. Plus, it was it was two million on Facebook, so it doesn't uh, work that way. Bomber. I yeah, thought it was YouTube. Yeah, yeah. On the you boobs. How about you, Brent? How was your week? Well, it was crazy. So we did Hullabaloo on Saturday. I didn't make it out. Was it awesome? John, it was so much fun. Yeah? You really missed out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm really impressed with what Thornton Park threw together. I should have went. I just I, I had to do some work. <laughs> it's and okay. I just didn't make it. Tom and Dan did a great job. And uh, yeah, just I was really, really impressed with how well it went. Uh, thank you to Booyah Gastro Bar and Tito's for doing our special cocktails. We signed up a lot of people there on the grounds who got free drinks. Awesome. Uh, just for signing up for our newsletter. That's great. I was on Fox 35 again. You were? Uh-huh. Have you not been on in a while? No. So I'm not doing it weekly anymore. I'm uh, just doing it like I told them I want to do it remotely whenever they want to do it. It shows you how often I watch you on Fox well, 35. <laughs> never. <laughs> and I uh, uh, I have a job. <laughs> so I can't I can't watch you. I, I just, can't be there at 930 when you're I on. picture you telling the sheriff, uh, excuse me, Brandon's about to go on and he's yeah. my ride or die. So I got to yeah. go watch my homie. <laughs> yeah. Got to yeah. watch my homo homie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is fun. They're letting me do in the street stories now uh-huh yeah like remote broadcasts i get a little cameraman so do they set up the camera for you yeah oh wow yeah. i didn't think that was what was gonna happen You're like brendan on the street i really I yeah really yell was. at people like how are you get out of my shot Orlando. i can't believe you're letting your dog piddle right there <laughs> uh no it was fun and then our zine is in print so we should have that out soon i think i for saw February. it i saw last month does it have like a rabbit a or rat something? yeah year of the rat uh, it's a rat it's the metal rat he has a kiss thing on his face saw that yeah really and uh, have you seen, we snapped a new picture of the new coffee shop that's going underneath the Robinson Room downtown. Oh, I haven't seen that. So it's the Robinson Room, Mathers guys. They're making yes. that old Red Mug space into just a coffee Which shop. Which I feel, I mean, I feel bad that Red Mug closed. Not that I was I a patron it. really of it, okay. but I like the concept that it was open late and 
you know, 24, 24 hours. hours that's great. Which we needed, but it just wasn't enough uh, downtown. They just I didn't support t- it. I think a 24-hour downer could work, but you really got to kill it. You got to have good food, good yeah. milkshakes, there good was a service. Point. Yes. And I don't know if that place service had Service was not great, and it got to a point where it was just grilled cheeses. Yeah, was you like, can't do that. No. no you need eggs. like big omelets and yeah. you know, awesome burgers. A western sandwich on rye. All of that. Yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. that, but you couldn't get it. Uh, but if you want to see what it looks like, just hop over to our Instagram. I don't see us writing about shop. it until it's ready to open. Yeah, just if okay. you want to see the new coffee, it's really pretty. I'll bet. They do a good job on basically everything. And then this isn't really... I didn't know about this. There's a Hulu movie called Fighting with the Family. Okay. Uh, and it's about wrestling. Wait. A Hulu movie? Yeah. Oh, Fighting with the Family. I thought you said a horror movie oh, at no, first. No. no, no, no. All right. Uh with like The Rock is in it. Ah, and his dad just died. Oh, that's yeah. sad. Oh yeah, who was professional, amazing yeah, wrestler, he was Polynesian. A wrestler. Uh, it was filmed here in Orlando. Really? Yeah. Well, they got the Performance Center here, the WWE Performance Center. Right. I, I covered the opening when I worked at Sentinel, I think. Uh, it used to be in Tampa. They moved over here to Orlando. So maybe they just had the it access was about, to rings. It was and, about that, and yeah. it was because it was literally about the training, and then it was also about uh, WrestleMania. Nice, actually, a beautiful, wonderful movie that makes Orlando look like super cool. Is it a movie, movie or a documentary? It was a movie. All right, a movie, that's movie. Awesome. I loved it. So if you have a chance to go check that out, go watch it. And. Uh, yeah, want to get in headlines? Yeah, let's get to those headlines. 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 We need to have like an intro there. <laughs> can, we, can we just do that? Headlines. Yeah. headlines. If you make it, I'll put it in. All right, I just did it. All right. Cut that. <laughs> uh, curbed. Do you read Curbed? Curbed. No, I don't, but I know you're proud of Curbed. I love it. I saw it. how happy you are when they sh- give you a shout out. I got a, a personal shout out ah. from a senior reporter there. Nice. So this isn't about me, but it was really nice that he reached out to say he liked the work that we were nice. doing. Collectively, Explain also what like curb is the curb it's, is. It's primarily like a housing, real estate kind of development, urbanism site, which I think Orlando should have. I guess <laughs> kind of what we are. I know, but I, but I mean, focused on real estate. It'd be great if they like. Yes, I agree. Just real estate. I, if if I was better at my job, we'd have better real uh-huh. estate jobs. But I'm not. <laughs> but they did a feature on Orlando traffic deaths. 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 Oh, they're like number one in the country. We're like number one in the country. Repeatedly. Oh, yeah. So they did a long form journalism piece. Really? On traffic deaths. It's called Orlando, the nation's deadliest city for pedestrians, has a plan for safer streets. That's a long title for a story. So long. Not a great (laughs) t-shirt. Not going to sell us uh, to any uh, any chambers of commerce. I bet it was going to be harsher, and then every official they talked to was like, we have a plan. Yeah, yeah. A what's plan. the plan? Uh, it's, you know what, I'll be honest. Did you read the whole thing? I did. So wait, so wait, what was the, what, what, give me the gist of it. Uh, they identified through a personal story of someone getting hit by a car in College yeah. Park. Okay. Super interesting. Was it an older woman? It wasn't that one. Okay. But, but yeah, but it one. happens fairly regularly. Yeah, yeah. Right? no, it's sad. No, it's totally sad. I mean, I, I, I know we we are joking about the title, but it, it's a it's tragedy because so many people get hurt and killed, especially in our Main Street district areas. Anyway, he he talks to Mayor Dyer, and Mayor Dyer was like, "To be honest, the traffic problems aren't downtown; it's our outlying areas." Okay, right, like Silver Star and Pine Hills, where yeah. he goes. Is that true? In this conversation, yes, there are those are the main offenders, but it's I'll be 
it happens everywhere. Oh yeah, regardless of larger streets. Yeah, you're still seeing people get in accidents. I mean, I, I have my feelings about why it happens. My, I mean, I, I didn't read the story. It's the culture. I think part of it's the culture. Part of it is how far it is to walk from one traffic light to another in certain parts of town. Yeah, they're called. Those are called super blocks. Why? Why would I walk two miles to go to a traffic? But that's stop. so. That's design, and that can be design issues can be solved. Uh-huh. With better design, yeah, right. Those, are, but you have to have the money to do it, yeah. And so, at the end of this article, they talked to Billy Hathaway, who's our rock star, amazing, better than we deserve transportation director yeah. at the city hall. His budget is two million dollars, which is like nothing. That's half a bike path, yeah, it's right? Nothing. And so, it's great to have all the plans and good intention, which we know they have, but you can't back it up if you don't have the budget. Yeah. Right? They spent $6 million on saving Constitution Green, which is a park. <laughs> uh-huh. Obviously, I'm glad it happened. Me too. And then they have a $2 million transportation for, budget? For just the city of Orlando, right? Just the city of Orlando. But that's all of the city of Orlando. Yeah, which right? is huge. Which is in enormous, from College Park to Lake Nona. Yeah. How are you supposed to solve anything with a $2 million you budget? Can't. So you can't. it's great to have the plans. But we got to back it up. And Billy Hathaway, who's re- who's told me he's retiring in two years, uh-huh. want he has a checklist of things he wants to do before he leaves, and he's really hinging his bets that we're going to get that one cent uh, transportation tax, yes. that, do- that penny That's tax in thing. November, right? But Which we would get a slice of that pie. I hope. You no, know, no, you're right, and I hope they do. I, I hope that does pass. But I, I honestly think. I mean, you're right. The culture is a big thing. I think tourists are maybe a big thing too. You don't know where you are. You're looking around. Oh my God! There's an upside down building there on I Drive. I'm gonna, you know, not pay attention. John, and on like, the way back downtown, things. I did Jim Colbert show on the way coming back downtown. Three people drifted in front of me. <laughs> Two of them didn't change lanes. They just stayed between two lanes on the I-4. Yeah. On the interstate, these people are hogging two lanes. Hopefully nobody's walking on I-4. And they're just lost. Right. I'm just saying, (laughs) if you can't just even drive when there's not people around... Put that same driver. So how in college do you change park. that? I mean, do you install more lights to make people slower? More like, lights. We need more police on the streets. We need I better think, design. Just, there's just there's a whole there's a whole things. There's so many things we need to do. Yeah, I'm not a transportation planner, but I can tell you our streets are designed to move cars fast. I, I just and think until about they're prioritizing people. You're, yes. Which won't I, I, I used to live off of Lee Road, and I, I think about this one stretch between I-4 and 1792, and there is like one traffic light, and it's like two miles, yep. and people drive probably 55, 60 there, but there's there's no reason to have more nope. lights because there's no there's nobody no living around there. And there's nobody really Lee Road. No, like, right? but, like, but, but, that, but that's where people get hit because yes. some, some people do live over there, and they want to cross to go to the gas station. Cimarron, yeah. everybody's stopping in the traffic islands. Oh, yeah. Mills 50. Yeah. Which is an actual designated main street. Yeah. There's nowhere. People don't. Those blocks are long. Oh, yeah. And people are continually, especially around Pink Floyd's and Black Rooster. People I are. Mean, I, I jaywalk there all the time. That. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Am I going to walk all the way down to Will's no. Pub across the street? No. no. But that's a design issue. Yeah. And that, to be fair, isn't the city's problem. That's a state road. Yeah. yeah. And that's up to count, uh, Flor- the state of Florida yeah. and FDOT. And they don't want to change anything because their transportation people are there 
to move cars fast. Yeah. And that's all they care about. And, and, and like, don't even get a, I mean, no. don't even get me started on, like, UCF area because, I mean, there's a ton of traffic deaths over there, too. So, yeah. I don't oh know. It's, it's a, you're right. It's a culture thing, and it's a, it's a regional problem. It's crazy. But wonderful piece. Look it up on all Curbed. Right. We shared it in our latest top 10 things to know roundup if you want to find the easy link. Uh, I have a really easy story before we break. Yeah. Do you remember that guy that dressed up as a bunny? And beat yeah. someone up last yeah, Easter. Yeah, yeah, it went everywhere. It was downtown. It was out in front of uh, Sack Comedy Lab. Yeah. Antoine McDonald of uh-huh. Altamont Springs. Don't tell me he got arrested. He did. <laughs> Again. He's, he's been in trouble with the law a few times. Yeah. yeah. He saved a woman who was in a, in a fight. Someone was a costiner. Jumped in. He happened to be wearing an Easter Bunny costume. Like like you do in downtown Orlando. And laid that guy out uh-huh. in the costume. Don't he mess came, with the bunny. No. But everybody loved him. He did interviews, national news, right? So I guess it kind of went to his head. Uh-huh. He got caught. You keep an eye on the time. He got caught uh, hopping hopping through a stop sign and then on a motorbike and then running into a carport. He crashed into someone's carport, which could, crashed onto a car and into the house. And then, so he bailed. And, and ran away, hopped away. Yeah, he wasn't in his buddy his costume at this point. He was. He was? And then. Again? And yes. I don't know why. everywhere he goes? I guess, because he's like a celebrity. He got caught. The police went to his house because uh-huh. they figured out it was Pretty him. easy to spot the guy in the bunny <laughs> costume. He was getting into easy some. Sketch, easy sketch artist to do he that one. getting into the backseat of someone's car who was trying to like take him away and like hide him. And. In the re- police report, it says the bunny appeared to be alive when they <laughs> found him in the back seat. And McDonald denied it to the cop that he was involved in the in the accident by saying, I wasn't in any crash. I'm the Orlando Easter Bunny. Google it. <laughs> what a defense. That's like walking into a, a bar and you're like, don't you know who I am? <laughs> I'm the friggin' Orlando Bunny. So, Antoine... Get your act together, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You might might want to find another career. Do do more good in your bunny suit. Uh Come back after the break. We'll tell you about a coyote sighting map. Oh, no. Uh, Who's buying all the luckiest things and more. All right. This is Erin from the Orange County Library System. We want to make sure that you know about these three things. The whole family is invited to Motown Move-In on February 1st at the Orlando Public Library. Take part in activities celebrating America's first black-owned record company and the history-making music scene Motown created. Preparing taxes can be mind-boggling for the best of us, but AARP volunteers are here to help. On February 3rd, our Southeast branch will host AARP tax assistance with additional sessions on other dates this month. Be inspired by dancing and drumming as we hear the rhythm of the earth through a storytelling performance by Evelyn Coleman. To Be a Drum takes place at our North Orange Branch in Apopka on February 4th. Learn about these three things and much more at OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. That's OCLS.info or 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus John Bustegger. And I'm the chicken wing you just picked clean, Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. Uh, we are here at the local hanging out. We just finished dinner, and uh, I am stuffed. 
John, I'm like way down. I've been doing like no gluten, no I'm red sorry. meat. Sorry, we like, ruined your diet. No dairy. I ate all those things just now. All those things. I had a burger, medium rare, which is the only way you can get it. It was so Agreed. good. That burger was bangerang. It's not, not the only way you can get it here at the local. That's just I'm saying that's the way you should get it. Yeah, and they make they make the patties here. They make everything here. They slaughter the cows out back. Every- <laughs> I just heard one. Oh no, wait. This is someone in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but you got wings, we got tots, we got mac and cheese, super, super, super good. And the the potato, the it was roasted like potato. Roast, it's like a baked potato that they cut in half and then roast. Uh, delicious. We're going to share all the photos on our Instagram so you can see it at, at Orlando Bungalower. John. What were we talking about before the Who break? Who knows? But if you if, if you like what you hear, go to bungalower.com. But we talk about all the things in the bungalow neighborhoods yeah. in and around Orlando. Yeah. So stop getting mad at me on Instagram, people, for not writing about Eatonville or like Altamont Springs. I got I had it out with somebody the other day. Really? Like, I have a new restaurant. I would love if you'd write about it. It's it's up in Eatonville, and I was like, you're not in my coverage area. Yeah, but like, too go far talk away. To somebody else for They're you. Like, I thought you were all about community, in local business. I am, but we have a very strict downtown. Yeah, you're one we, guy, and we talk about it all the time. Our coverage area. Uh-huh. So sorry, sir. I also got in trouble for something else. Can Uh-oh. I tell you something else? I got in trouble. Yeah, for? what'd you get in trouble for? This is the this is the daily occurrence <sighs> for you. I just like live out loud, you know. Uh huh. Just vibrate my frequency out into the world. Some people like it. Some people don't. Most people don't. Most people don't. And I I talk, I went to the history center. They have a Black History uh, exhibit there. And John, in one corner, they have a Ku Klux Klan robe. Like all this like local paraphernalia. Okay. And so I shared it on Instagram and just how and was trying to tell people just how important I thought it was to go visit it. Uh huh. And people were like triggered that what? I even shared it. Well, it's there. So I don't think I, I don't think that's your fault for sharing. I agree. It. That's I mean, my job is to share it. I'm not I don't know if I mean, I guess there's context there, but like I will say I don't it was, know if all I, was I don't know if I'm the curator of that. I would put that in there for Black History Month. Would you? I think it's okay. So it's a portion of the whole. Yeah, exhibit. it's a big exhibit, and this is one portion of Most it. Most of it is about the impact that people of color have had on Orlando growing up to what it is today. Okay, but you can't ignore the Jim Crow era True. and the portion, a large recent portion of uh, white supremacists in the way that they interact that, with black people. I don't know people. if you need like. I don't know seen, if you need artifacts seen, of that. I have never seen a Ku Klux Klan robe before. Right. And man, it like stopped me in my tracks. Okay. And, and then it turns I, out I mean, it was, I'm, it was I'm owned. I'm open to debate on that. I'm not saying my way is the, the, the right yeah. way. It wasn't like a prominently displayed artifact, okay. but it was owned by a dentist. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, a lot of people who were Klan members then. Maybe now too, but back then especially, but you need were to just know. regular people in in society. Same today that you, yeah, yeah that that you might not even know this is what they did in their their off. It time. could be just some smiling white dude yep. fixing your teeth. Yeah, could be a Ku Klux Klan exactly. So I or sheriffs of certain counties around here, and I'd never take things down when people complain like that because it's my job to share it. But I took it down. Oh, I know, which means maybe I had some guilt about it. I don't know, like, but like, what's the? I mean, 
I, I get that it's history and and, yeah. and you want to explain things in context. And if it was one person, I would have left it up and said, "You're crazy." A lot of I was doing, but it was like a lot of people. All right. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're one of those people who was triggered, I apologize. Not what I was trying to do. I just want everybody to go and see the exhibit because I think it's really important okay. to see. Yeah, and it's important to know those things. I mean, to think that I, I think a lot of times people think Florida escaped some of that history of of segregation and yep. Jim Crow because a lot of times and I used to live in Alabama and and you know Alabama Mississippi Georgia South Carolina you know they get a lot of the bad rap to to be fair I mean they deserve some of it and a lot of times Florida doesn't get that but there was a lot of things that happened in Florida from you know since the the yeah. uh, since the end of the Civil War till you know we wrote about it when they did the lynching memorial oh yeah uh, downtown if, if you don't know what we're talking about, just type lynching into Orlando Bungalow, and you'll see the recent article we did yeah. on a new memorial they put up by the History Center. Uh, it's just something that should be talked about, and I'm not... Oh, yeah. Clearly, I'm a person that doesn't shy away from topics, which is maybe why I'm I'm satisfactory at my job. You know? <laughs> You're but great I, at your job. Thank you very much. Did you get a review recently? <laughs> all good. Oh, all great. Good. Yeah, all good. <laughs> they clearly don't listen to this show. <laughs> But I think it's important to talk about these things because you can only address things through discourse. If you don't talk about things and just pretend they don't exist, nobody can get better from it. True. So, I, yes, we had a history of, of white supremacy in oh, Orlando. Yeah. And, and I think it's important for me to share that, especially since so many people are new to Orlando. Uh-huh. I and, mean... I'm I'm reminded of a story when I did a there was a story I did about a, a well-known marching band instructor here in Orlando. He's since passed away, but he had marched for the Florida A and M, the March 100, and he was a band teacher at Jones High School. His name was Chief Wilson, and he yeah, passed yeah, yeah. away last year. But he told me a story I'll never forget. This he told me a story back in the 50s. It was one of the earlier times where the marching band, which was a predominantly, probably all black school at that time, Jones High School. Always been a black school. Was going to march in Orlando, and uh, he, he told the kids in the band that if they have to go to the bathroom, they have to go now yeah, because they're not going to be able to go for the rest of this day. And so because they knew they were going to uh. march through the, the basically the white part of town, in the 50s, which was, you know, main Orange Avenue, Main Street, all that stuff. Um, which is two seconds away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But like he said, like, you got to go now because you're not going to be able to go later. And sure enough, you know, when they went, they had to go. So and, and, you know, you think that's ancient history, but it wasn't that long ago. No, like so 30, 40, well, 50 I mean, years ago. It, it's, I mean, it's been 50, 70 60 years, I guess years now, years but ago. still, <laughs> but still. Yeah, but that's that within member people but, we yes. people living today yes. lived through that exactly, and that happened here Gosh. in Orlando. That's not a Alabama thing. That's so not I apologize a if anybody out there felt triggered by it. Not the intention. Well, the intention was I to mean, share. I would it. say, but maybe you felt triggered because you don't see it enough. But I would also say you should go see those exhibits. And, yes, and you know, once again, you know, I can see that it's shocking to see those things, and I don't know, maybe. Maybe if I saw it all, maybe I don't feel like it belongs in a Black History Month exhibition. However, I do think it's important to see those things and understand they happened here in Orlando. They did. They do emphasize in the exhibit uh, triumphs and, yes, and moments of celebration, things that we should all be right. proud of. 
There's a there's a large collection of the Highwaymen paintings, which is pre- predominantly black people who weren't allowed to show their art in yeah. galleries, right? Yeah. So who were literally selling art by the side of the road, and people were buying it, you know, regardless of color. Yeah. Because art, good art, is good art. Uh, yeah, just interesting, All really, right. really interesting thing to see. Another, let's talk about another contentious issue. Okay. <laughs> uh, coyotes in College Park. Coyotes in College Park. They, we have coyotes in Orlando. Yes, we do. We live in a place where uh, animals actually live as well. No matter, no matter how often you want to push them aside, we have these things. Coyotes are, are a species of animal that l- have adapted to life in urban settings. Yes. And not just adapted, but they thrive and they live and operate at times when we're not out in the streets. Yeah, mostly so, at night, I'd say. Dawn to dusk is like the biggest yes. time that they. That's the problem. Like area. vampires. Yes, <laughs> they are the vampires. Sexy vampires, they, but but furry <laughs> and uh, werewolves, basically. We, and I don't know if we have a necessarily an issue in College Park with coyotes. I just think, for whatever reason, it's the most outspoken neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, I have. So I live in College Park. We're in College Park. I see. Coyote signs all the time in my neighborhood, and you know I'm careful to bring my cat in at night. And, uh-huh. But like, part of that is, I mean, we live in a place where there's coyotes, so you should be vigilant. But I mean, that's 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 the but world. But people we are live fighting it. There's an issue that what are they urban, fighting about. Though? Urbanites have us this feeling that coyotes and animals, you know, insects in your house, those don't belong. Uh-huh. We live in a settled urbanized environment yeah i am a this is a civilization well tell that to the folks in seminole county with bears every day john yes i totally agree like with you, you can't complain you live in their habitat i used to live in banff alberta which is in a national park tourist tourist haven right yeah but when you're there in a national park because they have grizzly bears and wolves like you live by a certain set of rules oh, yeah because the that's how you should live. Yeah. You can't live pretending that these things don't live here. And so, anyway, coyotes in College Park. It's this big issue. Everybody's afraid they're so going to come and steal I'll, their babies. I don't know what you're going to say about this, but I have I have some theories about this. Okay. Like, so I, I, this has been going on for a few weeks now, a few months, actually, about these coyotes in College Park. Once again, I'm not disputing that they don't exist. I just don't know if they're <laughs> as prevalent as everybody says they are. I think it's probably the same family of coyotes. Okay. And everybody has a ring now. So a you what? a ring like yeah. those those cameras over by your doorbell. So you see them more. Okay. Right? We I think that's all they've always been here. They've probably always been here. We this happened like more. 4 years ago too where everybody was up in arms about coyotes. Yeah. I used to live on the other side of college the park. The fish and wildlife will do nothing about it. No. They are not handling it. If you want to get rid of them, you have to hire a hunter on your own private dime, uh-huh. and they'll come in and, and get rid of them. That's the only way to get rid of coyotes. Okay. Or poison them, but you'll get in trouble. Um, otherwise, you can adjust your habits. Yeah. Most of and it's live cats, with them right? Just it's fine. really cats. Yeah. It's not necessarily dogs. It's cats that are left out at night. Yes. And, and either are eaten, taken away, lost, or something. The problem is, I, and once again, I'm not an expert on this. I'm not a coyote expert. However, I will say that for every let's say there's let's say there's ten cats that are that are dead. Okay. 
hopefully ferals. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is how many of those were killed by coyotes compared to hit by cars, killed by stray dogs, killed by anything? How many can you blame on coyotes? And yeah. how, and, and, and Some here's psycho the other kid thing. at Edgewater High. But Who here's knows? the other thing. How many can you prove that were coyotes? And that's what I think is the hard thing. It's yes. easy to say a coyote killed my cat because it's mangled in my front yard. It's another thing to say, well, maybe my cat was hit by a car yep. and came back into my yard. I don't want any of these things to happen. I have a cat. I love my cat. And I bring her in at night. She used to go out during the day. She doesn't anymore. But, like, I don't know if I could prove that it was a coyote. I mean, how do you do that? I saw it when I was watching your house when there a was coyote? a dead cat in your, in your neighbor's yard. We have 50 cats in the neighborhood. Yeah. So Cats die. Uh the real reason we're talking about this, <laughs> and I'm an environmental scientist. Like, uh-huh. That's that's what I studied in school: environmental science and urbanism. Yeah. So, like talking about this triggers me. This is my trigger. News Six made a coyote sighting map statewide, where you can see where people are encountering coyotes. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's all around cities. Not only because. That's where coyotes like to live now because it's ready, readily available food. Well, there's nowhere else to live. But there's also more people. Yeah. So more people to see more coyotes. Like uh-huh. it's just case in point. Of True. course, there's more coyote sightings there. So, so, so you've probably seen these like yellow signs that say, you know, bring your cats indoor, yeah. coyotes. There's actually a sticker on the light post by my house where I go running by a lot that says save the coyotes. <laughs> I don't think they should be killed. No, I don't either. I don't. We can live with them just fine. I agree. It's just like bear. It's yeah. just like the bear problem. The issue comes when they become humanized uh-huh. because people are feeding them or interacting with them in ways that they shouldn't. Yeah. Right. If they come up to your house and start trying to get in. And yeah, like that's that, bad. It's because somebody was in, in, made it think that that's okay. Yeah. I have. I mean, I, and this isn't like proof of anything, but I have never seen a coyote in College Park. I no. have never had. But. Once again, it doesn't mean anything. I've never I've seen, seen never seen an alien. It doesn't mean they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Uh, Aldi is buying the Colonial Landing Luckies. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we just wrote. I'm so sorry for everybody who's tired of hearing about Luckies Market. Uh, so Luckies uh, basically pulled out of Orlando or Florida. Kroger. It was initiated by Kroger. Kroger, de, what is it? Disinvest. Dis, de, divest. Disinvested. Divested. Divested. They're divested. Mod- <laughs> yes. We know words. <laughs> he divested, took their stake out of Lucky's Market. They were, we're a big stakeholder. Taking our ball home. And uh, as a result, Lucky's had to close 32 of the 39 stores across the country. Seven of them, they're actually going to sell to the people who launched Lucky's. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Lucky's corporate based in Colorado. will basically go away. And then those two will take it over. But Publix is swooping in. They're going to get the South Orange Shop. And then Aldi is getting the one at Colonial Landing, which is over by Joanne's Fabric and yes. Fashion Square Mall. Yeah, it used to be an electronics store. Yeah. People are talking. I don't know. Nobody knows what Publix is going to do. They have a Publix supermarket right there, but we're all assuming it's going to be that green-wise I've heard concept. that. I've also heard that they could just sit on it and be like, you know what? We don't want anything to go in there. We're, we'll just pay the lease I so we don't rather. have competition. Very smart. Uh-huh. It's very smart. Yeah. Keep you know, one of property. the biggest concerns that people have about Lucky's is that, you know, where am I going to go and shop and drink a beer? I keep telling people, just bring a beer to Publix. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're not, like, overt with it, no 
Nobody's going to say anything. What? Have you done that? No. <laughs> but if you put a beer in a cup and, and drank it out of a... No. Uh, uh, that is illegal, and you are encouraging illegal I'm behavior. not encouraging it. I'm just saying it would be... No. A bit of a challenge to at least put it in a sippy cup. I'm saying if you had a, no. I'm not saying pound beers in Publix, but if you put it in a That's Yeti cup, That's if you I put heard. it in a Yeti cup, nobody's gonna know. <laughs> uh, Wally's has a window. I saw that. People were freaking out about that. I wasn't gonna write about it. I was just gonna share it on Instagram. Wally's is the bar on uh, the on Mills Mills, Mills Avenue. You and I used to do uh, trivia or not trivia, bingo. but bingo. Bingo. They'd like us to come back. We'll talk about that later. Oh yeah. Uh, they the owner Manesh Patel, who I love. There used to be when it was UNW Liquors. There was a window. UNW. Yeah. What does that stand for? I don't really know. University of Wine. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> University of winning. <laughs> but they covered up the window with a wooden sign that had like hand-painted letters that said Wally's. Manesh is taking that off, replaced the window. Was there a window there? Yeah. Like, I'm saying like, was there actually glass or do you have to put glass in? I don't know. I'm assuming I'm you, sure had you had to put, put glass, glass in. in. Um, it looks new. I'm assuming he went oh, yeah. big and got a really nice window. I love it. I love the idea. I think it looks gorgeous. When yeah. you walk by, and then you can really see all the work they did on the bar. But people, okay, it's such a mixed bag, right? People are really upset that it's still called Wally's. I do. There's a part of me that thinks if he just called it Walters, <laughs> people would be better with uh -huh. it because it, they feel like they're getting sold something. Yeah. But it's such a great, I love it. I think I, they did a great job with it. I think the window looks great. If you want to see what we're talking about, go to bungalore.com. Type in Wally's. You'll see it. Yeah. Uh, I think it looks pretty. I think it looks great. Yeah, I do too. I love there's it. Lot, they're going to put a porch in. Nice. And Manesh is talking about bringing a jukebox because people are really upset that the old jukebox is gone. So oh, I love it. You need to listen to things like that, right? When when people have such an emotional tie yeah. to places like Wally's and they're telling you, I'm really upset that you took this away. The jukebox. Then you, you should yeah. listen and bring I, in a I jukebox. agree. I agree. But you also have to accept some change in the world, too, that things evolve. <laughs> yes. So there, there's got to be a little give and take there. I agree. So we have a couple more things to get through before we have to run away. All right. What about uh, our events? Well, that's our friend Sarah will All do right, the She'll take care of that. Us, which is great. Love it. And Sarah's I do awesome. I sprint to the end. You should give her a raise. Give her no raise for Sarah. All right. Uh, she should pay you. <laughs> For the yes, for, for the, the opportunity of given stand her. next to you, she's learned so much. Be she's around your essence. <laughs> uh, all seriously, <laughs> Sarah's done some beautiful videos for her for ah, us right. that we've been sharing on Instagram. Don't get jealous. Uh, I got two million views or not? No. Yeah, we'll see when she gets two. One million day. Views. One day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Senator Linda Stewart wants to use tourist tax dollars for film incentives. Yeah, they used to do this. And while they're talking about bringing it back. And so she initiated, she introduced a bill, SB 334, and it was just passed in the first initial phase. It's moved on to the next uh, level of approval. And, and the idea is that what is better promotion than more films being produced in Florida? I agree. I agree. Georgia gets a lot of those yeah. film productions. I think transportation infrastructure is a... It's probably top priority. Probably a little more important. Yeah. Uh, that being said, a thriving film industry in Orlando would be the awesome. Film all year round here. 
can't do that in a lot of places. No, you can't. We got beautiful weather. Um, I4 Ultimate is officially nine months behind. Yeah, I don't know. Does that really surprise you? Does that upset you? Does that shock you? I'm not shocked or surprised. Um, saddened. I mean, yeah, it, it stinks. Disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. Well, disappointed. if they would have just done what I said they should have done, we'd be we wouldn't have this problem. John, I'm mad that you didn't, you know, fight harder to be heard. My problem, <laughs> my thing, I think they should have just shut down I four for two I years. Oh, I know. And and just did it all in two years. And uh, with that, if you want to read more about that, just type I four into bungler.com. We're running out of time. Bite Squad doesn't deliver here anymore, so come out and oh. support your restaurants. Let's go to Sarah with the events. Hey there, bungalowers. It's Sarah, the intern, here with another event roundup. First on our list, Trash to Trends, an evening of recycled fashion. This is happening Saturday, February 1st at 6.30 p.m. at SeaWorld Orlando. It's a transformation runway show with upcycled fashion and wearable art. Sip on a few cocktails. It'll be a fabulous event. Next, if you love food, here's an Orlando foodie event. All day Sunday until 9 p.m., The Heavy in Winter Park is hosting a series of influence pop-ups. Taste 12 to 16 different courses to experience the progressing flavors of Japan. It's a little pricey, but it costs $100, and I think it's worth it. You can celebrate the Chinese New Year at Gong Ning Temple for Buddha's Light Chorus annual performance. This is happening Sunday. It starts at 10.30 in the morning. Don't miss out on this cultural experience. There's a watch party for the big game in the heart of downtown Orlando. Super Block Party 2020 at Wall Street Plaza. It's happening Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday at 4 p.m. and it's lasting all throughout the night. Uh, Wall Street Plaza has seven different bars and a massive 16-foot LED TV. You can book a photo shoot for your pet at Orlando Brewing to support the Pet Alliance of Greater Orlando. This is Monday from 5 to 8. This is a cute event. It happens every so often. So check it out. And to book your photo shoot, it'll cost about less than $200. So it's awesome. Men, strap on your stilettos or flashy flip-flops and heel up on February 6th to walk a mile in her shoes. Whatever your footwear, you'll raise awareness of domestic abuse and the resources available to survivors through, uh, through Harbor House of Central Florida. Kicking off at the Orange County Courthouse Thursday at 5 p.m. Well, that wraps up this event roundup. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Sarah, the intern. And if these events sounded fun, check out more at bungalower.com slash events to see what's going on around the area. Oh, that's Sarah. Thanks. So good. She knows about everything. Yeah. Well, she you basically know. runs Bungalower now, right? She has a she has a great sensei. That's what she calls me. Sensei Brandon. She calls you sensei? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I call her Padawan. Ah, all right. Pat, I want to hurry up and do your do your job. That's, <laughs> yeah. what I, that's what I say to her. <laughs> no, she's killing it. She's so great. If you want to see some of Sarah's videos she's doing for us, they're all going up on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, thank you to Pat Samararo, the new owner of 
wherever we are tonight. The local. I know. In College Park. So good. Come, Come on get a burger in. here. It's Come so good. Come get a burger. They got vegetarian options. They're doing that thing on Saturday with a vegetarian grill. Oh, yeah. If you want to get grilled food. The that Barbecue. So good. Yeah. Come and say hi. Or tell just them. Come get a beer. And get a beer. I was I was so happy to be here. That's Brandon, it. Thank you. See you next Thank week. Thank you John. for everything. You're welcome. You're welcome.